the Bible places tremendous emphasis on our homes. Mothers is mentioned 363 times in your Bible. Mothers, 363 times. The word father is used approximately 1,800 times. You think maybe that word might be important to our civilization, to our society. I think to every serious father, there ought to be the question, how can I be a better father? How can I be a better father? All of us ought to be a better father. In Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 4, chapter 5 deals with husband-wife relationship. Chapter 5 deals with relationship between God, the father, and his blood-bought child of God deals with the fullness of the Holy Spirit of God, the power to help us to be that which God would have us to be. And in chapter 6, it starts about children obey your parents, and everybody agrees with that. But in verse number 4, and ye fathers, after he discusses the relationship between God and his redeemed saints, and after he's dealt with the relationship between the husband and the wife, after he's dealt with the relationship of the children to the parents, then he says, and ye fathers. And ye fathers. Provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the fear, in the near, and in the nurture, and the admonition of the Lord. Paul, in writing to the Colossae church, penned this verse similar. Fathers, provoke not your children to anger, lest they be discouraged. As I watch teenagers today, they act to me like they're a little discouraged. When I look at our society in which we live today, and I see the streets filled with uh, radicals and rebellious uh, agitators and aggravators who do not respect the law, people, president, or anything. I think I pick up on a little anger in our society. Someone has said the chip is off the old block. And I'd like to say, if you don't like the chip, change the block. Probably not the chip's fault. It does not say children do not provoke other children to wrath. It does not say children do not provoke your father to wrath, although... I think it would be scriptural to say that. <laughs> Come on, you got to loosen up, isn't that right? Have you ever wanted to just squeeze her head off like a pimple? <laughs> sure you have. Have you ever threatened, I will kill you if your mama will let me? Have you ever, <laughs> you say that. It says, fathers, provoke not your children to wrath. Children provoke not your children. I mean, fathers provoke not your children to anger. 
lest they be discouraged. It is not bad blood that causes bad kids. It is bad examples and bad influences and bad parents that produces bad kids. Douglas MacArthur said, when I am gone, I do not want to be remembered as being a great general. I want to be remembered as a Christian father who read the Bible to his children and prayed for his children regularly. That's the kind of hero I want. That's the kind of hero we need. Dr. James Dobson said, our very survival as a nation will depend on the presence or the absence of a masculine leadership in the home. Seventy percent of all the juvenile delinquents in prison today come out of a fatherless home. Seventy percent. Nineteen hundred and thirty-five years after Paul penned Ephesians chapter number 6. World News Report, U.S. News Report, in commenting, said and paraphrased our text, Dad is destiny. So goes the dad, so goes the kid. 1,935 years after Paul penned Ephesians chapter number 6, U.S. World News report vindicated it by saying, Dad is destiny. More than virtually any other factor, a biological father, presence in the family, will determine the child's success and happiness. Dad, you have a grave responsibility. If you want to have kids, you've got to grow up. If you want to have kids, there's things you've got to give up. If you want to have kids and have good kids. Notice, if you would please, the Bible said, bring them up in the nurture in your Bible, what's that? Nurture and admonition of the Lord. Nurture. In a broad sense, it means education and culture of the child. Look across our country today and look outside this church and look at what our world is producing. God help us. Can you imagine so many gays and lesbians in America so freely, totally confused about 
their gender. As if God made a mistake. You say, preacher, now be careful. You've got to be politically correct. Have I showed you my Greek word lately? <laughs> no, I don't have to be politically correct. I just need to be correct. You take dad out of the home, whether he's absent physically, mentally, intellectually, geographically, whatever it is. You take dad out, you got a problem. And I know some dads that's living at the home is probably worse than if he'd gone. Are you provoking your children to wrath and anger? It just says fathers. And fathers say, well, mothers won't let me. (laughs) Okay. If you married one you can't whoop, you're stupid. And I'm stupid. (laughs) Double stupid, I suppose. I'm just kidding. You know that. But bring them up in the nurture. The nurture. Educate them. Don't send them down to school to let them decide what gender they're going to be. Don't send them down there to let some pervert teach them sex education. Dad... Set them down and say, if you notice, you're different from that girl. Now, son, this is how you walk. Most girls today walk like they're behind a plow and men act like they're in the kitchen. The women are wearing denims and the men are wearing silk. Teach your kids. If one of my boys walked like some of my boys, I, I guarantee I'd kick them in the next week. Amen. Just watch my boys. Yeah, they've been around me. They walk like me. And if one of my girls walked like me, I'd send ginger on them. And that's worse than send a bulldog after them. <laughs> and nurture, educate, culture, mindset. Manners. Whatever happened to men teaching their boys how to say yes, sir, no, sir? Thank you. Open the door for the women. And don't slam the door on their foot. Wait till they get in before you do it. You know, bring them up. Dad, that's your job. Dad, that's your job. Bring them up and, and nurture. The word admonition means correction or instruction. Now, some of my kids did not need instructions. They didn't take them. They didn't know how to use it. But I tried my best. Some is a little bit harder to instruct than others. Have you noticed that? Huh? Some, it just seems like there's nothing between their ears. It just... 
right on through. You ever seen that? I said, have you ever seen that? You mean I'm the only one that God give me that bunch with? You mean you some more? But, uh, you know, instruct them. Set limits for them. Teach them how to respond to no. <laughs> even if you, even if be all right if they do it, they just need to learn no. I've been trying to teach Ginger that for 50 years. It just it won't work. But So you just have to do something. Oh, not Ginger. Andrew, who I was talking about. Is there anybody here? Fathers, bring them up. Don't provoke them to anger. Don't provoke them to wrath. Absence will provoke them. The lack of discipline will provoke, will provoke them. Too stern of discipline will provoke them. Discipline is not punishment. Punishment will provoke them. Several and sundry things will provoke children to be discouraged. It makes no difference what. You know, I never heard my dad say one time in my life, that's a good job. So I just quit. (laughs) But he didn't know how to do that. He didn't know how to do that. Dad, learn how to do that. Learn. Uh, I, I never sat on my dad's knee. We didn't do that. Andrew ain't never sat on mine. He's bigger than me now. But there's nothing wrong with a kid, boy, sitting on dad's knee and dad hugging his neck and said, I'm just so proud of you. Amen. See anything wrong with that? Bring them up in the admonition and nurture of the Lord. Watch this. The source of all of our education, our culture, our correction. Here it is. The Lord. Bring them up in the admonition and nurture of the Lord. Is that what they do down at the public school? Is that where our kids is going to receive the totality of their education. Dad, the Bible said that the source of your education and the source of your discipline and the source of your admonition and the source of your nurture is to be the Lord. How long has it been, Dad, since you sat down with your boy or your girl and talked to them about Jesus? How long has it been, Dad, since you sat down and talked to him about winning people to Christ? How long has it been, Dad, since you sat down and just talked about being saved? Ain't no big, big trick to it. What kind of music you got in your car or truck when you're going down the highway? This kid did not know there was anything except gospel music till he was 21. That's all he heard in dad's truck. And we'd go down the road and I got so tired of that kid singing that music. He knew, he knew the words better than the folks on the CD did. I'm just saying, what you pump in is going to come out. Please realize that and don't be surprised when it takes place. Now here's the personal responsibility, ye fathers. Not mothers, ye fathers. Father's personal responsibility, responsible to know the Lord, responsible to 
know the word, responsible to pass it on to your kids. You know, very early on in life, kids begin to emulate and imitate what dad does. Have you ever noticed that? I said, have you ever noticed that? I mean, very early they pick up things. You would be surprised what Ben and uh, Caitlin is starting to pick up. I watch them, and I just watch my grandkids. That way they tell on their, kid, on their mom and daddy. <laughs> Amen. But very early, they begin to mimic us. They mimic what we say. They mimic how we act. And so you fathers and we fathers, we must be very cautious because every day we are teaching. The psalmist had great, great respect to parental authority and, and the family. I read for you out of verse 20, 127 of the book of Psalms. The Bible said, Lo, uh, children are inheritance of the Lord. And the fruit of the womb is his reward. As arrows are in the hand of a mighty man, so are children of the youth. Psalms 127 verse 3 and 4 talks about children being inheritance of the Lord. In other words, they're not mine. They're God's lent to me to raise for his honor and glory. And then in verse number four, it says, as arrows are in the hands of a mighty man, so are children of thy youth. Arrows. Mighty men. Arrows. Notice, if you would please, the psalmist has much to say. He says that children are referred to as arrows. I've got a red-headed arrow here, and I've got a red-headed arrow in the balcony. I've got some more redheads and some more blackheads and some more deadheads and some... <laughs> But God likened Andrew and David and my kids to arrows. Arrows in the hand of a mighty man, the father. The arrow does not direct its course. The archer directs the arrow. The arrow's usefulness is dependent not on the arrow, but on the archer. Dad, are you directing your children as the archer would his arrow? The archer makes sure that the arrow is straight and weighted right to accomplish its course. Now that takes time. That takes patience. That takes care. Dad, are you too busy to make sure the arrow is ready to shoot? 
Are you taking very cautious attention, realizing when the arrow is ready to let go? Are you pulling the bow back, shooting the arrow, then jumping on the arrow and riding it all the way to where it's going, making sure the arrow don't get in trouble on its way there? You see, there is a possibility that dads don't know when to realize the kid has grown up. I think, let me define for you the generation gap. Now, this is my definition. Don't mean a thing, but it's not going to cost you anything either. The generation's gap is when the kid grows up faster than a daddy does. When the kid is wearing the same kind of britches daddy's is and the same size and daddy's still trying to pin a diaper on him. Or her. The generation gap is when the child matures more rapidly than the parent is willing to admit the child has matured. Oh, there'll be another one when the parent has to be parented. When the kid looks at you and said, Dad, you're not driving anymore. Dad, give me your license. You said, that not will happen to me. It will unless you've got a chrome belly button or something real unusual about you. Because my kids are already trying to parent me. My wife is the greatest parent in the world. No, you can't go there by yourself. No, you, you can't go without somebody goes with you. Uh, no, uh, how's your blood pressure? Who cares? I'm breathing. <laughs> if it's up to my wife, I'd spend the rest of my life taking my blood pressure. <laughs> and oh yeah, write it down. <laughs> parenting. Parenting. Arrows. Turn loose. Arrows. The success depends on the archer. The father's the mighty man. I was reading a story. It's five minutes till. An English Duke was out hunting in his property one day. He walked up on a tree and there was an arrow sticking right in the middle of a bullseye. I mean right in the middle. He said, man, that must be quite an archer. He went a little farther in the woods and there was another bullseye and an arrow right in the very center of that arrow, in that bullseye. And the further he went, the more he saw him, that all through the woods was a bullseye and an arrow right in the middle. He said, man, I need this fella in my army. One of my personal guards, a guy can shoot like that, I need him in my army. And after a while, he saw a young man 
standing there with a bow and an arrow in his hand, just a kind of a peasant, beggarly-looking young man. He said, young man, have you been shooting that bow and arrow throughout the woods? He said, yes, sir, sure have. He said, you the one that's been shooting in those trees, that bullseye? Yes, sir. He said, about what distance have you been shooting your bow? At the, he said, about 75 yards. He said, man, I'd sure like to have you in my army. How did you learn to shoot like that? He said, it seems like you're always in the bullseye. How do you do that? He said, well, I shoot the arrow, then I go draw the bullseye. <laughs> Don't you wish it worked like that, Dad? That's what some of us are practicing. We put a little effort, a little time, a little prayer in our kids. And then we expect just to draw a bullseye around them and make them a success. That ain't going to work. It's, it takes time to be a daddy. Let me give you three things I've learned in two minutes. And I've given you these years and years past. I think the last time I gave them to you was 15 years ago. Let me just say this. Daddy, play with your kid. Number two, Daddy, stay with your kid. Number three, Daddy, pray with your kid. That'll work every time. Amen. I've not been a perfect daddy. If you asked any of my kids, don't believe them, they'll lie a lot. I haven't been a perfect daddy. And I wish I could go back. And I wish I could undo. I sure wish I could uh, remove some scars that don't need to be there. But if I've learned anything, I've learned it's a lot of fun to play with your kids. I don't know how big Gene Jr. was. He wasn't so big, but so big that I couldn't take my belt and tie him on my golf pull cart. And everybody at Tennyson Golf Course, that's over in Dallas, that's where uh, one of our great pros learned how to hustle everybody. They thought that was so cute. Gene Jr. hugging that golf bag and my belt around his back. He couldn't get off. He couldn't fall off, so I just pulled him from hole to hole. <laughs> I don't think it's a whole lot of fun to Gene Jr., but I think it was a ball to me. I talked to him yesterday. I shouldn't have tied him to the golf cart. David, he said he had played golf every day this week. And he learned how to lie from you. He said he shot 74 yesterday. <laughs> I didn't ask him what he did on the second hole. <laughs> Daddy, play with your kids. 
David was just a little bitty red-headed toy-headed thing, and they took him down to Lampasas, Texas. We're going to go bass fishing, men, David. I know a spot in Lampasas, Texas. I mean, they got bass in there so big, they eat catfish. Big bass. Me and David steps on the bank, and David catches a huge, a huge fish. Big fish. <laughs> a Gimonelli fish. Get a big fish. And it was so big, we even put it on a string. And it got hot. And I said, son, let's go downtown, and let's just go get us something to drink. So we went down to Lampasas. Tied David's, I mean, we, we should have, we, I don't think a taxidermy could have probably stuffed it. It was too big to do that to you. You probably, he would need a board this long just to put that fish on. And we put it on a stringer, and we went to town, come back, and David said, I'm going to look at my fish. Pulled his fish up, and the turtles had eaten. <laughs> the only thing left on that fish was just bones. <laughs> I don't know if I laughed or not. I should have. <laughs> but Daddy played with the kids. At six years old, Andrew killed his first deer. I was in the bank. I was in. We and I, he and I was in the, in the, in the, in the. What is those things? Blind, Blind together. And he shot his first deer. Wham! Hit the ground dead. Six years old. Imagine this. We climb out of the blind, and him and I are walking down the road. He's about this tall. He got his gun in his hand. And I never shall forget. He grabbed me by the pant leg and said, Daddy, ain't this so much more fun than those dumb games kids play? <laughs> Daddy, play with your kids. Never shall forget boxing, my oldest daughter. Man, you ought to be able to whoop them women. I don't know. She couldn't have been very tall. First, well, I was on my knees, my feet behind me. I had the boxing gloves on. Darla had the boxing gloves on. I don't know. Something got my attention. I turned around, and she come across with the right cross, hit me in the face, knocked me back across my... I thought she had broke every toe I had when I went over. But, and I'm laying back there, about half knocked out. Daddy... Play with your kids. <laughs> Memories. Memories. Daddy, create precious memories with your kids. Where do they learn more than when they play? When they play, they learn fair play. When they play, they learn the difference by doing it right or cheating. When they play, they either play by the rules or they make their own rules. You learning anything? When they play, they learn discretion. When they play, they learn dis uh, discrimination. When they learn, they learn all of these things that goes into making life. But if you're too busy to play with your kids, somebody else will. Daddy, play with your kids. I never shall forget the first day Amanda beat me playing 101 
my kids, not only are they idiots, they are con men. They will practice and practice and practice and practice and practice and not tell dad that they're practicing, practicing just to make dad look like an idiot. I never shall forget the first time my little girl beat her six-foot daddy playing one-on-one basketball. And she did it the right way. And she ain't never forgot it, neither have I. (laughs) She probably cheated, but always used to. We went on vacation. We don't go on vacation very often. It's down San Antonio, and we... I don't know what a condominium is. I guess we rented one. I don't know what it did. But just a bunch of houses with a basketball court in the middle. And me and Amanda and Andrew and Ginger, we all got our room. And Mandy was looking out the window at those big old tall boys playing basketball. And I could see Mandy's fixing to go out there and whoop up on all them boys. And there ain't nobody going to like Amanda in the whole town. And it wasn't long till Mandy was the only one on the basketball court because she had done beat all them hustlers and they had gone home. Play with your kids. Play with your kids. They'll never forget it. Well, I'm just too busy to play with them. Well, now, the devil's not too busy to play with them. Well, that's not important. Why don't you ask them if that's important or not? Well, I got to make a living. Well, maybe you're living too high on the hog. Maybe you just need to get another hog and start raising your kids. Thought I'd just throw that in there in case you didn't like it. Daddy, play with kids. Daddy, stay with your kids. Well, I'm in love with somebody else. Stay with your kids. Well, I don't love him anymore. Don't love him, but stay with your kids. Then learn to love him because he's a godly man. Stay with your kids. God gave you your kids, not somebody else. Well, I need to be happy. No, 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 no. You don't need to be happy. You need to be holy. God ain't never commanded or suggested that we need to be happy. But God has said, be holy. Dad, stay with your kids. Spend time with your kids. Teach your kids the Bible. Tell them the books they're supposed to read and not supposed to read. Discuss their friends. Guard their TV habits. Safeguard their social media habits. We seek the wisest investment for our money and neglect 
the greatest fortune we ever had, our kids. We try to build our stockpile of finances and let our kids go down the drain. Could I make a statement? When the family dog is more obedient than the kids, there's something wrong. When mom and daddy cares for the dog more than they do the kids, we need a revamping in America again. I just can't wait till the dog story comes on the news every night. And there'll be one. There'll be a dog story every evening. They need to let the dogs go back to the dogs and daddy, you need to stay with your kids. And lastly, daddy, you need to pray with your kids. Just pray with your kids. Our kids today are paying a price for a lack of spiritual guidance in the home. And I want to ask you a question. I'm going to close. Who's going to teach your kids if you don't? Well, may I suggest the world by way of television, social media. They can watch, listen, and learn any ungodly, self-esteem damning thing that they want to listen to in the world. May I help you today the flesh and all its desires, the devil with all of its demons, and the world with all of its attractions are pulling on your kids and pulling on my kids. You need to spend time. You need to play. You need to stay. You need to pray with your kids. I read something today Yesterday, I guess. It just kind of blew my mind. Religious neutrality is religious insanity. Religious neutrality is a religion. And that's what our country has become. Religiously neutral. Do you like the results. Leading from behind. That's what parents are doing. Leading after the kid gets in trouble. Leading after the kid has established its root beliefs. Leading from behind is dangerous. The results of what we are, our jails are full now of our kids. Amen. Crime is up 500% in the last 15 years. Can you imagine? Can you imagine my grandfather, who was a mean, drinking hell-raising deputy sheriff in Granger County who thought nothing about beating somebody into the ground with a pair of pliers or rolling the window up on their arm and dragging them down the street till their shoes were gone, then stop and say, are you ready to go to jail? Imagine my granddaddy endorsing 
the transgender mixed marriage and confused mess we're living in. Now, my granddaddy wasn't a very nice guy. I'm just saying, religious neutrality is religious insanity. You kick God out of your house and then expect God to take care of your kids outside your house. Dear God, we need some help. Our hospitals are filled. Our morgues are filled with religious neutrality, neutral folks who do not want to obey God. The abortion mills are making millions because of religious neutrality where there's no do's and don'ts or athletic stadiums are making millions of dollars because of parents who are encouraging our kids into athletics instead of into Christianity. Hmm? I just want to say to you, Dad, stay with your kids. Dad, pray with your kids. Dad, play with your kids. Last week we had a father and son, I don't know if it's a cookout, it's a campout. Wasn't that what it was? Campout. One of the dads, I was talking to him this morning, he don't even know I'm going to do this. One of the dads said, son, there's a lake right over there, you can go fishing. And the boys over there is playing ball. Uh, and the little boy looked at him and he said, Daddy, I'd just like to do what you do. I, I'd just like to go where you go, Daddy. That'd be all right. I'd just like to kind of hang with you, Daddy. Daddy? Play with your kids. Stay with your kids. Pray with you.